Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. Folks, right now at 12.04, we're going live. All right, at 12.04, we're going live. All right. Luller, oh, okay. I understand now. I get it. Folks, good afternoon or a little early here, but that's quite all right. Right now at 12.05, 12.05, we are, uh, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can listen online at the website, dipietro.com. This is the Noon Report. So good afternoon to everybody tuning in on Facebook. You know, I'll give the weather forecast for those that are tuning in right now. It depends on where you are, but it's right around a, well, it's a cloudy, chilly, uh, but cloudy, mostly cloudy, 50, 54 degrees, 55, depending on where you are. A little bit of showers this afternoon. Haven't done the weather forecast in a little while. Tomorrow morning, uh, looks like some showers in the morning, which always makes for a fun commute for those after going. Actually, it looks like rain all day. Um, I planted some grass and it's coming in nicely, so I don't mind. Wednesday, you know, folks, today, tomorrow, and Wednesday, very good days to get organized since the weather is not great. That's right, the weather one. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff Kamach. Thursday and Friday, beautiful. Wow, look at the forecast for, well, I'm looking at it. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Oktoberfest, Columbus Day. Can we still say that? Then it's sunny till Tuesday. You know, I'll take that type of stretch of weather. So it's rainy Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then uh, Thursday starts to get better. But then very nice temperatures. But it's going to be cool. But it's going to be cool. But that's okay. Jacket weather, a little bit of change of the season. As I said, the weather won. It's currently 54 degrees. Good afternoon to uh, everybody on uh, FB Live. And folks, this portion of the program in uh, a... Again, good afternoon. Thank you, one and all. That's right. Oh, okay. Exit or no more. There's Nicole. Wanda, thank you, Frank. Sending the stars. Happy birthday to Sal, by the way. Folks, share that you are watching. Make sure you send the stars. We have to hit our October uh, crime weather. That's exactly right. There's Ellen Marie. Well, actually, no, the crime rate really goes up um, when it's very warm out. I just missed the shooting last night at the... uh, Taco Bell across from the Foxy Lady. It would have been a tremendous life. Oh, my God. But anyhow, uh, but I was watching the Patriots game, and then the person that was um, shot was then transported to the hospital, so they weren't unseen. Not a homicide, thank God, but um, just missed that one. And then um, it can happen, folks. It can happen. People were distracted by that, but we did show up. But just as I got there, they were then, like, pulling away. But anyhow. Um, but right now, let's see, it's 12.07, and you're tuned to the John DePietro Show. This portion of the program, you know, I was there yesterday, and they are worth the ride. And it's my friends at PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Folks, they're a family-run business. They've had a tremendous season. And right now, <coughs> excuse me, I apologize. The homegrown mums, kale, it's not a COVID cough. Outstanding this year. Sizes ranging 4-inch, 6-inch, 9-inch. 12-inch, dare I say, ornamental peppers, four- and six-inch pots. They have everything you need for your fall decorating and more. Pumpkins, 
straw, cornstalks, gourds, sugar pumpkins, uh, bales of hay. Stop and pick up native vegetables, sweet corn, eggplant, zucchini, peppers, yellow squash, tomatoes, local honey. And as I said, you know, she's right. Debbie is right. This is the best time. Plant trees, shrubs, cooler temperatures, less watering. And don't forget, no one has a better selection. And I'm very happy to hear that people have been stopping in and say, I'd like to get some of the green placata abravite trees. Beautiful choice. It's deer resistant and natural privacy border from three feet to 11 feet. You know, you want to just put some along the side of your, you know, the border of your home. Don't want to put up a fence. Don't want to send a wrong message to the neighbor. But you want a little privacy. Want to just say, just so we're clear where the privacy, where the border of the property is. Uh, stop it and see them. They have a great selection. Plus mulch, screen loom, crushed stone, always available. Pickup and delivery. I put down some mulch yesterday. So uh, rum can get a little bit easier up to the step. Gift certificates are available to Rosso on Facebook, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Folks, it's Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron. They work hard. It's quality, family-run business. They run a, they have a good Facebook page. I shared it. It's PR, Landscape Materials, and Garden Center. Well, folks, I want to, um, I received a, um, I don't mind, I'll say it, a very insulting email over the course of the weekend. And it all has to do, you know, and I see why their mission is always to just try to silence people. And anytime you post anything about homeless, anything about the homeless, these people come out of the woodwork. I'm not going to get into the whole gist of it, but, you know, the whole thing, and it comes down to, you know, how dare you? And these poor people, and we're the United States of America, and this individual, by the way, is is obsessed in thinking that the reason why there's homelessness is because large companies are not paying taxes. And then they claim, you know, and some of your friends are not paying. So they're obsessed about that, right? Now, there's a lot there, and I could get into it. And it's very consistent that it's always someone else's fault, right? Always someone else's fault. So- You know, Governor McKee now, they are tripping over themselves with all of these announcements on we got to we got to have more shelter beds. We got to have more shelter beds. And the media is in overdrive right now, especially the print. They love, love the stories, love doing the stories on the homeless or what they they say is homeless, because I believe, as I've told you, I think the definition has changed. Um, And I'm not going to get into exact specifics but sometimes because of the nature of especially like facebook live you know and i was interviewing someone there there's someone that i interviewed and i'm not going to name them but this past summer past year i should say and well it was this this past summer was this past year but i just mean like of recent and this is someone i i don't care what he says they choose not to work they choose not to work and i because I was interacting with this individual, who's not a friend of mine, by the way, but just someone that I was interacting with with a story. And then you learn certain things. For instance, they don't have one cell phone. They have multiple cell phones. And they get them for free. And this individual absolutely could work, but chooses not to work. 
has some kind of a bogus disability so they get some kind of money for the state? Like, are any of those people ever denied? I want to tell you one of the problems. (coughs) Excuse me, I apologize, folks. But one of the problems, whenever you give money to someone young who then claims that they are, quote, disabled. You remember the firefighter several years ago where that guy went out on and then the, in, in reality, <clears throat> they're fine, but they have to keep up this, this guy's, it's kind of like the person that calls in sick, right, from work. You can't come bounding back into the office. They still have to act a little bit like, oh, yeah, I always feel much better than yesterday. Still a little bit. I mean, they have to keep the charade is what it is. There was that firefighter, the Channel 12 exposed. The guy was doing twice a day workouts. And why, why wouldn't he? he? He was young. I think he was in his early 40s. He had been in good physical shape. I don't know exactly what happened, but he suddenly is wasting away. He can't get a job because suddenly now he's getting these disability payments. And Channel 12, I think it was Tim White, they were following him to a local gym. He was doing workouts twice a day. He would get up, you know, whatever, have breakfast, go work out. Come back, nothing else to do, go work out again. The guy was in, but instead of then moving on with his life, he's stuck in this, oh, no, I I can't work because I'm injured. Well, there's a lot of people that fall into this, but here's what I learned. So this particular individual, number one, she gets some kind of a disability payment. It's not a lot, but every single month she gets something. She gets the free phone or phones, and then also... Uh, would get free vouchers to be able to stay at a hotel. And that's become, you know, and I'm not saying the nicest, but so what? You know, free room and whatever, kind of live it up a little bit. They feel like they're on vacation. Um, And and they're gutting it out. And what many of them then find is, you know, the next few months are the tough months. So many people are misguided. And all of this misinformation that goes out there, you know, shame on us. These poor people, and there are some people, they choose to live outside. They choose to live outside. I know that's, but it starts with the tents. And then some people say, I'd rather do that. I don't want a job. I don't want the responsibility of a job. Therefore, What happens when you, so then, therefore, they don't have rent money. They don't have rent money. And what Governor McKee seemingly is intent on doing right now, being led by the progressives. And it's this whole thing now with Governor McKee, and I posted this on Facebook, and that's, they talk about flexible funding. Now, you saw it last year, those individuals. So where did they put them up? It became the homeless hotel. At the um, Nilo, right over there near Warwick Mall. And then they were all going back and forth to the Cumberland Farms, which was open 24-7. I even said to a couple of them, when I did interview a couple of them, because the people in the neighborhood were upset about that. Um, well, why don't you go over to Warwick Mall and see if you can get a job? They don't want a job. They don't want a job. And if you're not working, and then you're totally relying on the system, in some ways... You know, they where you're going to get breakfast becomes a big deal. Where you're going to get your lunch becomes a big deal. What you're going to do for the day, they end up just laying around smoking cigarettes. 
I, I fully understand that's not everybody. But look at California. California, no. Six, over 65 to 70,000 homeless people are living in Los Angeles. California has become the new place, and they give them. You know, they know where to get the free food. <clears throat> and you can take a, a mobile shower that rides around. Then they have doctors that go out. Then they give them cell phones. Then if they want to panhandle or do a job, they can do that to get some some drugs or booze. <clears throat> Listen, it's not the greatest life. But they, they, they'd rather seemingly do that than be responsible, go to a place of employment. I really believe it begins and ends with the job. You know, we have found out with the pandemic, folks, if you pay people not to work, they won't work. I repeat that. If you pay people not to work, guess what's going to happen? They're not going to work. There are so many businesses right now, and they keep talking about the worker shortage. <clears throat> but you have people like Governor McKee. He's not solving the homeless problem. He's making it worse. He's enabling it. You know, years ago, we've talked about this. They used to have, you couldn't loiter. That was the lures that started to allow all the panhandling and all the homeless laying all over downtown. It's ludicrous. You're not helping those people. You're certainly not helping them. If anything, I would argue you're you're becoming an enabler of those people. That's what's happening. An enabler of those people. So, you know, Governor McKee of having, you know, at a press conference today, and of course they get crossroads involved and he sent out a tweet this year we made a 250 million dollar investment in housing do you know what that is now they just want to give them free housing you're not helping those people you're just making more dependence there's becoming a certain percentage of the population they don't want to work they want you to work they want me to work how many people woke up today there was a disappointing Patriot loss. It's a Monday morning. It's a little, you know, it's overcast and cloudy. How many people would like to have just rolled over and stayed in bed? But you got up and you fed yourself and showered and dressed and boom, made your way into work. That's what it's about. This is, I don't care how they want to call it or guise it. What, do we suddenly have more people that need to be taken care of? You're just adding more dependence. We made, hits McKee now, $250 million investment in housing. That's not an investment in housing. You're, you're just creating more dependence, more people that are depending on you. Let me guess, and all you ask is their vote. Then Governor McKee, but last week we announced 231 more beds added to the homeless shelter capacity. As Justin Katz mentioned last hour, the Providence Journal, more older Americans are homeless. There's no room for the shelter. You read the story. It's not that there's no room. The lady has a dog. And they don't allow pets at the shelter. That's why she can't stay. Could have saved yourself a lot of time. It's always like they should bend the rules. This poor woman. Listen, lady, you can't afford that dog. You can't afford the time and effort that it takes to take care of it. You can't afford the food. You can't afford the vet. You need to take care of yourself first. Can't go to the shelter because she's got a dog. Then you shouldn't have a dog. 
We added 231 beds added. Folks, all this is doing is enabling these people. It's now, I don't, we need like a name from them. The May through October crowd. They live outside. They enjoy the weather. And then when the winter, you know, is coming, they look to the state and say, you're going to provide free housing for me. Thank you to Crossroads and all the organizations. Crossroads, now that, the director, what does she make? Over 200, 250000 a year? Do you think she wants the homeless situation to get better or worse? Do you think that whole Crossroads, which should not be right there at the foot of, of downtown, where the old YMCA was, should not be there? Because they have rules at the shelter. You have to leave, and then you can't come back, and they all line up. So what do they do? Downtown Providence becomes their playground. <coughs> you walk around, they panhandle, they steal, they drink, take drugs. I'm looking at um, some of these, uh, let's see. Let me just see this. No bathrooms in Kennedy Plaza, again, someone put. So I use the bathroom at City Hall. Police officer followed me and said to check in, even use the bathroom. Bathrooms are located for the check-in desk. I just needed a bathroom. The ones at Kennedy Plaza are closed. I know. <clears throat> the mayor makes the rolls. Um, you know, Kennedy Plaza is where you go. It's an open-air drug market is what it is. <clears throat> Gee, I wonder who destroys the bathrooms at Kennedy Plaza. So today is a big day. They're marching to the to the state house and the homeless advocates again. <clears throat> and this big thing, you gotta you have to give more to the homeless. You gotta, but as I have explained to you folks, and no one else will tell you this, it's it's really to me, those people, if you saw Saturday, I um posted video of an early morning fire in Providence. And then not only was so bad one structure, the stru- the home next to it also caught on fire. I, I think either a double-decker, triple-decker, what have you. Now, those people, as I've explained, they're homeless. They're homeless. <clears throat> not this stuff that we are seeing. We have more people that are just choosing not to work. And Governor McKee says, what we're going to do is, you know, we're, you're not making an investment. I don't know how else to explain it. They want all of us and taxpayer money to pay for them to not work. So, therefore, they have, of course, listen, if you don't work, then, of course, you don't have money to pay rent. And on top of that, I don't know of a landlord that says, sure, I'll rent this apartment to you. You know, you have no job, no income. When would you like to move in? I mean, that's not happening. <clears throat> but so what we have a problem at the state house is so, you know, there's a group. Governor McKee's not doing enough about the crisis of homeless. Listen, there's never if you listen to them, there's, it's it's an unending It's unending. Like I said, look at California. More people saying, what am I working for? The weather out there is great. Everything's free. They let you stay for free. They feed you for free. You get a shower. You get a free phone. 
you get a certain amount of, of, you know, EBT card, whatever you want to call it, welfare benefits. And you don't have to worry about the snow. Forget it. I'll go live in L.A. I'll go live in San Francisco. I'll go live in, you know, San Diego, wherever. So, but a big problem we have right now are these individuals, and it's it's someone like a Governor McKee. They cave, they cave to the progressives. You know, so they're having a big thing today. How's the homeless? Governor McKee, over 405 people are sleeping outside. They choose to sleep outside. They choose to sleep outside. They don't want to go to a shelter. Like I said, there's rules in a shelter. In a shelter, you can't bring in a pet. Can't bring in drugs. Can't bring in alcohol. Um, can't bring in a weapon at a shelter. They'd rather you have these different campsites. I'm telling you, I don't think it should be allowed. <clears throat> in certain states, they don't allow it. You're, you're never going to solve quote, this crisis. And they're not veterans, by the way. This is a veterans organization. Do you know there are no homeless veterans in our area? None. And yet every time there's a posting about the homeless, someone says, that's terrible we're doing to our veterans. There are no veterans out there. Veteran organizations reach out and help all that. Now, let me just say this before we take a break. Folks, I'm not denying so much of this is drug-related. So much of it is It's drug-related, it's alcohol-related, but it's really become, it's drugs. And people that have had serious drug problems in the past who then do become homeless. So it's different camps. They need to break them up. You know, this person described when he had a serious drug problem, the reason he became homeless is he wanted to stay right near where he could get drugs. And so if you continue... To fuel all these drugs into the street, you're going to increase your homeless problem. He said he would get drugged up. It's just, listen, don't get me wrong. It's sad. Of course it's sad. He would shoot up whatever. And then he, he, number one, he couldn't travel that far. Number two, he didn't want to travel far. Because, you know, at some point it's going to wear off. And what does he want? He wants more. He needs more drugs or wants more drugs, whatever you want to say. So they never address that. Governor McKee will never address the fact that all the illegals he lets in. Look at all these late night arrests. I post them on the Facebook page. The rest of the media doesn't do that. There's some pretty dangerous people being arrested on our roadways. 1230 at night, one o'clock in the morning. Right. They're from out of state. Traveling, I posted just their mugshots again. They have weapons. Like, where are they going? What are they doing here? What? Why are they going in and out of our state? You know, some convicted felons, dangerous people, caught on the roads, pulled over, 295, 146, 1230 at night, 1.30 in the morning. Do you have any family in the state? No. What are you doing here? Of course, they don't answer. It's all drug related. But Governor McKee will never address the open border. The worst is that Lieutenant Governor Matos will never address that you welcome all these illegals in here. 
And as I did the broadcast from D.C., folks, the amount of fentanyl coming over the border, it is shameful. It is killing people. And they do nothing about it. You never hear Makio Matos, the twins of deception. I mean, the two people that have brought the state to a new level of incompetence. You've just, they never address the illegal drugs coming over the border. Some of the people coming over the border. Some of the people they're luring to the state never address that. It is frightening right now in October 2022 that Dan McKee is actually the governor of the state. And the big question is going to be coming up is have people really had it enough that they are willing, like I am. You know, I don't know that much about Ashley Kalis. I don't. I'm getting to know her. I've interviewed her, obviously met her several times. I, I don't think she could, you know, she, someone could say she could end up being, I don't know how she could end up being the worst governor. I don't, because I think we're already seeing that right now. I believe more people are willing, like how much worse could it really get? Because it's, I, I can't believe the position we're in right now, where we have someone who should Governor, I'll say this, Gina Raimondo saw right through this guy. She saw right through McKee. That's why she kept him at arm's length. She wanted nothing to do with Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee. Zero. Wouldn't allow him to go to any events. Wouldn't allow him to go to her press briefings. Would not have him give him any assignments. Wanted nothing to do with him. He was always reaching out to her. Never forget that. They got elected at the same time. They both won November of 2014. <clears throat> Gina Raimondo in no way wanted anything to do with McKee or any of his crew. It's very, very telling. Very, very telling. She made a very strong statement on how she didn't use him. She didn't talk about him. She didn't criticize him until the end during COVID. She wouldn't put him in charge of anything. She met him met his crew, sized them up very quickly, and was like, no way. This guy's going to, he's not going to drown me with his corruption. We haven't, just so you understand, right now, on this uh, Monday, folks, good afternoon at 1230 on this uh, Monday. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 909.9 FM. I really mean this. Um, You'd have to go back to the Dupree administration the late 80s, I was just getting out of college and Rhode Island was for sale. And and it, the McKee, I, I just don't think, we, we haven't seen corruption this bad since I think at a state level now, state level, you'd have to go back to the Dupree administration of uh, then Bruce Sunland beat him in 1990. Like every deal is shaky. Everything is pay to play. Everything. Complete state for sale. I was very friendly with Dan Harrop, who passed away over the weekend. It's too bad that Dan Harrop passed away because we could almost use him in this race. He ran in 2014. He was very adamant about, I think I disagree with him, but he was adamant about Buddy Sancy not returning to City Hall. I think he was wrong. Look what we got, Alorza. Right, who has just done nothing over the past eight years but make Providence worse. So, but 
Buddy Cianci is is almost a good government advocate compared to McKee. We just haven't seen anyone this. I I was talking with some uh, reporter in a different state over the weekend. I said, we haven't seen anyone this sleazy in the state. I think you have to go back to the Dupree years. And it's always, it's not always the person, it's who they surround themselves with. They're just, they're real, the word is a friend of mine uses sketchy. Everything's a deal. Everything's a sleazy deal. I think one of the best scenes that I want to point out, and again, commend Justin Katz to point it out, that picture of Governor McKee on, a, on primary day, standing there next to Pat Crowley at a polling station. That's one of the, that, that is what you'd call a warning sign. That's one of the most pathetic illustrations Governor Raimondo never, to, to her, never, Gina Raimondo wouldn't have been sitting next to that stooge. Governor Kachiri never would have been standing next to that guy. You know what? Not even Chafee would have been standing next to that guy. Governor McKee, the epitome of selling his soul, standing there next to that, that, that guy is a communist. They're socialists, they're not even Democrats. They're loony. That's who you're standing next to. I mean, it is. So anyhow, I was telling someone, I I don't think we've seen this level of corruption. If he gets four years, then you're really going to see the damage that someone can do. Because I'm telling you, they've abandoned any idea of bringing companies in here to try to get them. And, And you know what? They won't anyway. Who wants to deal with a guy under an FBI probe? I know the expression people say, people, you know, get the leader they deserve. That's really about to be put into place and tested. If Governor McKee gets four years, Tony Silva's coming back. If he gets four years, you watch Pork Boy ends up in that administration. It is the scene in Lion King where the hyenas come in and are now ruling the kingdom. It is, it is another level. Now, as much as we can also say, you know, it'd be pretty entertaining. I also, who would pick Sabina Matos to be, like, that's the best we can do. She has no business being lieutenant governor. She's not competent enough. She shows no leadership ability. She can't even, you know, go out on her own. And and if I want to defend her, which I don't want to, but if I want to, in her defense, she doesn't. And I know people take this the wrong way, but it's been proven. She doesn't fully understand. This is the lieutenant governor of the state we're talking about. But if we want to be honest about it, she doesn't fully understand the English language, at least not conversationally. I don't know what she's like running a committee. I don't know what she's like in a meeting. I've never been in a meeting with her. So I don't know what she's like interacting. If she, I don't know if she shows good judgment. But... I, I do know that just as far as in public, um, if you were a business person and you're saying, you know, I'm thinking of maybe I will open a business there and run my company out of there. Uh, somehow notice I don't even talk about that anymore. It's kind of comical. It's not even brought up anymore, right? Remember the whole thing, private sector jobs kind of drive the economy, Jobs for people to work. You don't hear any more about that anymore. 
McKee's all about more free housing and more insider deals. But if you're a business owner, I'm just trying to picture someone. If you're talking to her, I, I think you'd be fearful that maybe, I don't know, that things would be lost in translation, so to speak. You don't want to sit down with him. And I've already heard that. There is a company, because of the pandemic, people are saying, you know what? We can be anywhere. And this individual has a beautiful palatial estate in Newport. Company's not based here. And thought, you know what? Maybe I will. I could move at least part of the company to Rhode Island. Be like a thousand jobs, you know? Um, He doesn't want to sit down in a meeting with a governor who's being followed and filmed by the FBI. (laughs) So that's a non-starter. We share a mutual friend. One of the inside on the whole FBI thing. Um, If Governor McKee were smart, he would have cooperated with the FBI to try to put that behind him as soon as possible. But the McKee staff is not cooperating with the FBI. So the investigation drags on. If he could have cooperated and maybe showed them I have nothing to hide, then maybe you put it behind him and then you don't have FBI you know, tailing you, filming you, and following you. But if you don't cooperate with them, what does that tell them? Who behaves that way? Let me ask you that at 1237 on this Monday. Who doesn't? Who doesn't cooperate with the FBI? The FBI, we'd like those files. No. You're going to subpoena them. We'd like to talk to that person, not without a subpoena. Huh. That's interesting. Governor, we'd like to talk to you. No. Nope. I take the fifth. No, no cooperation. Oh, that's pretty interesting. U.S. Attorney, FBI, and a sitting governor who won't talk to the press, tell us who in his staff has received a subpoena, what information they want. Um, I hear very uncooperative, very um, antagonistic, very, very defensive, angry. That was the phrase I heard, angry guy. We saw that. We saw that on primary night, right? Hang up on Helena folks. Apparently, that's the way they operate anytime the U.S. Attorney's Office calls or the uh, FBI calls. Hang up on them. Hang up on them, right? Hey, you know, it says a lot that Pina Narona, the Attorney General, was like, well, you know, why don't we get the FBI and U.S. Attorney involved? Because this guy, they're not cooperating. And you guys, you know, U.S. Attorney and the FBI, you guys have more certain laws that apply a little bit better in a situation like this. So, you know, you guys can have a crack on it. So maybe we'll all look at it. But but one thing I know, if you're a business person, hey, listen, if you're the head of a business, you don't need to be dragged in on that. For what? What, maybe lose your job? You're running a company, they've put you in charge, and you may lose it? Because then the board of directors saying, like, what? why were you meeting with that guy? You know, are you being subpoenaed? now? Do you have to go in front of a grand jury? Do they want to know how it was discussed? What did he say the terms were? Who needs that? The answer is nobody. No way, no how. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show on this Monday, it's brought by AtMed Urgent Care. Specialized in ambulatory medicine, diagnostic treatment services.
services are available. They provide immunization, school, and sports physicals at Med Urgent Care, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston, and also 5750 Post Road East Greenwich. Listen, this is really simple. The next time you have an emergency, if you want to sit and wait at that emergency room, well, that, that is your choice, free country. But I would implore you, they have doctors, they have nurses at Med Urgent Care. They'll see you. I've been to both locations, and they saw me in less than 30 minutes. That's an emergency. And by the way, that's urgent care. Someone waiting six, seven hours, someone was telling me, took her mother in. Seven hours waiting in the emergency room as her mother's getting sicker. She said, next time, we made a mistake. Juan was right. At Med Urgent Care. Minor surgical, walk-in routine. Hey, work-related injuries. If someone's injured at the office for whatever reason. And remember, they also offer mononuclear antibody infusions at Med Urgent Care. Two locations. You can mention the program. 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnson and 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich. Folks, visit the website, dipetro.com. We have some updates coming today. Dipetro.com, which is right by the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue, West Warwick. Lunch, dinner, drinks in the lounge. I'll tell you, the food is delicious. They're open seven days a week. Consistently great. It's the Coesed Inn. So right now, um, I over the next 30 days... The media can't do everything. They're going to try. The media has to, you know, things have to be fleshed out a little bit. But I think these are decisions that people have to start thinking outside of themselves. And a lot of things could change and happen if, in fact, uh, people would elect the right people. People have, here we go. See, that's all they do. <coughs> Scenes from today's housing protest. See, the uh, sing-in at the state house. Why are they allowed to go in there? Could anyone go up there? Why are they allowed to go up there? Oh, Senator Mendez brought the group in. They're doing a big sing-along. You know, good for Ashley Kalis. Hey, at least she's there. At least she's there. She's listening. She's trying. So the media loves the um, the media loves all housing for all, free housing for all. No one, no one says to that crew. How many people here work? How many people here are working? Has anyone thought to say to the state, you know, hey, I'd love to have a job. Has anyone thought of that? No housing, no peace. Boy, that's original. I, I just, if there were no jobs, if there were like no jobs, then it's a whole different deal. But I also, I, I find it amazing people who are running for office and they just show up at something like this because there's going to be cameras there. They don't have a speech. They're not trying to get votes. They're not trying to engage with the people that are there. Um, and these are some of the people that then want to be included in a, in a debate. Why? Why would you be included in a, in a debate? Why? Because you got your name on the blanking ballot? Yes, yeah, so did a 21-year-old kid from, from URI. This is all theater. 
all theater. Let's hear, um, this is the sing-along. Yeah, it's all so unfair. You know, how many people are surprised that winter arrived? How many people? Is that what it's all about? They're shocked it's getting cold out. This has no, if, if they, if the state announced 1,000 free apartments for all those people, do you think that would solve it? If they said, all right, that's it. How many homeless? More people living outside. Well, more people are choosing to live outside. More more people are choosing to live outside. If people are choosing to live outside, there's nothing you can do about it. Um, And there is more of that. There's an interesting, um, it all apparently started with the Occupy Wall Street. Occupy Wall Street had all those young kids and they had the the really expensive tents and so they did the whole um occupy wall street movement and then when when it was it was done or at least they were done and then they were ready to move on they had all these expensive tents so they started to give them to a lot of the homeless. And then as a result of that, the homeless, you know, out went the whole business of the, you know, cardboard box. Suddenly now they had expensive gear, whether it was from L.L. Bean or whether it was from Wayfair or, you know, Williams Sonoma. I mean, if you want to, there are you know, there's eight thousand dollar tents. There's all kinds of tents, but if you notice the homeless, you don't see them anymore. North Face has has tents. You don't you don't see them anymore. When's the last time you, you know they don't do the cardboard box anymore? These are now in those types of tents. By the way, a lot of them they're designed for. You know, you want to go camping in in Vermont or New Hampshire. That's like way out. Some of those LL Bean tents, they'll they'll hold up. Pottery Pottery Barn has tents. So a lot of the you have a lot of progressives. They they're starting to buy some of these individuals very expensive tents. And those people say, you know, I don't mind it. And that's their choice. But what becomes a problem is then winter starts to roll around and they expect us to now pay for them to live through the winter. And I'm not going to defend McKee here, but he doesn't stand up to them. He doesn't stand up. At some point, people have to say, you know what? I'm, I'm going to live responsibly. I'm going to contribute. Um, the, the problem with the homeless and the people that choose to live that way, they're not contributing anything. The people, I interviewed some of them at the NILO last year. 
And then if you want to, you go around and you see some of these people. They're not contributing to society. They're just taking from society. You have to feed me. You have to give me a free shower. I want free health care. I want a free phone. I want a free place to stay. Give me, give me, give me. What do you give in return? They don't in any way preach to them. You know, maybe it's time to be responsible. Contribute something. And and there were there were people, everyone could do something. Hey, listen, if you do dishwashing work, if you are just cleaning up, if you are whatever it may be, a janitor, whatever, it's a it's a full day's work. You're contributing. Everyone must do their part. But McKee is caving to the progressives. It's always this song of woe and these poor people and the corporate and the tax the rich and white privilege and blah, blah, blah. Everyone must do their part. I'm not saying everyone has to have a high tech job. But for those that want to work and all you see are still help wanted signs. You know, Governor McKee's announcing today more child tax credits. He's very selective with who he gives money to. He's not giving any money back to the people who actually pay the taxes. When you think about it, the biggest insult that I hope Ashley Kalis really hits him with, and again, folks, good afternoon, it's 1249 on this Monday, is those $3,000 bonuses to the state workers. Who pays, let's just, you know, pick a private company, Cardi's. Cardi sells furniture. There are people that work at Cardi's. Who pays them? The Cardi's do. It was three brothers, now it's two brothers. The two brothers pay their salaries. Who pays the Cardi's? The people that go in and buy the furniture from them. That's, that's how it works. But when you're talking about the state workers getting bonuses, who pays the salary of the state workers? Look in the mirror. You do. How do they get their money? Taxpayers. The people that pay their taxes to the state are paying the salaries of the state workers. And where McKee really rubbed the salt in the wound is the people who get their job from taxpayer-funded positions then got bonuses from the same people that are paying their salaries to begin with. Total insult to injury. And I hope if Ashley Kalis goes after him on one thing, it should be that. One thing, it should be that. If the Cardis want to give out bonuses, that's their business. GTEC wants to give out bonuses, that's their business. If Twin Oaks wants to give out business uh, bonuses, that's their business. But state workers, we pay their salary. Yeah, we're giving them bonuses. Yeah, why are we giving them bonuses? What are you talking about? Well, we need to give them incentive to get the vaccination. What about those that don't get the vaccination? All right, well then, we're going to give them bonuses to vote for me. That's what it came down to. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show at 1251 on this Monday, it's brought to you by Matthews Oil Company. Call them today, 401 942 7500. Matthews Oil Company, trusted oil delivery. Listen, it is getting chilly out. 
Uh, it's a matter of if you haven't put your heat on yet, it's going to be happening pretty quickly. Four generations keep you comfortable and safe in your home. Cleanest grades of heating oil. Matthews Oil Company, 24 emergency service. Call them today, 401 942 7500 for over four generations they make it easy to keep your home comfortable and safe celebrating 90 years of service matthews oil company premier dealer in rhode island highest quality heating fuel give them a call give them a chance 401-942-7500 folks good afternoon at 1252 a big problem we have someone may say what's the difference between Ashley Kalis in Rhode Island, Governor Dan McKee. Well, one thing I would say for sure is I don't believe that she would be um, bullied or influenced by the extreme far left progressives. I don't. McKee is. McKee is, no matter what he does, they always want a dollar more. You're not dealing with people that negotiate in good faith. They want larger budgets and more homeless budgets. And more homeless advocates and more resources for it. And gimme, gimme, gimme and more. They don't want to end homelessness. They want to expand homelessness. Hey, if you were running Crossroads and they were paying you 250000 a year, would you want to end your position or increase your position? You want to hire more staff. You want to get more people out there. Keep offering more benefits. Have more people claim they're homeless. They are not ending homelessness. They're enabling homelessness. You know, when they all try to pose these pictures, one day the woman, you know, they're working at the job. The next thing you know, she's sleeping out of her car. I, I don't believe that. Rhode Island will start issuing child tax rebates to 115,000 households starting Monday. The Rhode Island child tax rebate signed by Governor McKay. One-time tax credit, 250 per child for up to three children, but only for eligible families. Why? What about everybody else? How come? What about someone that works hard and would like to get some kind of a tax rebate? What about them? How come they don't qualify? You know, he's always picking different groups. He's always picking different groups. He's always picking either the state workers or he's picking uh, something that's just going to sound good, right? A child tax credit. You know, another thing, folks, on this Monday, and I don't know all the details of this, but Providence mom hopes for justice amid second anniversary of her son's death. It's been two years. He was shot and killed driving. Uh, Jacob Jake Lemire was shot. His mother said she doesn't wonder who's responsible. My first question is, are his friends cooperating with police? He and his friend were shot in the back. He died on the way to the hospital. His friend survived. They show a picture of him wearing a shirt that says straight out of Chad Brown. Homemade memorial. She didn't realize how many friends he had till after he died. Listen, I feel bad for that woman, but I come back to how much are those people cooperating with the police? He was sitting in a car and someone came up and shot him and the friend. Now, 
listen, I, I, I'm not trying to be, um, I, I'm not trying to be insensitive here, but that that wasn't random. You know, that's we don't know that they were meeting up with some someone. Two separate shootings, but two men in their twenties. Hold on, let me just pull this up. Two men, um, boom, 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 sitting in their car, Douglas Avenue, just after 8 o'clock. The driver was still at the wheel. The car eventually crashed half mile down the road. I, I feel terrible. Died on the way to the hospital from a gunshot wound. He's 22. His friend was 21. It's possible someone rode up to them and shot them in the car. It was targeted. Why did they shoot them? Who were they waiting for? Are they cooperating with police? You know, no one talks about that. Police can't be everywhere. Police can't be everywhere. I noticed the reporters are very hesitant to ask the question. Are, are his friends, are the people that know him? Someone knows what happened. Where's his phone? Did he hand his phone over to police or did his friends take the phone? Who were they texting? What did the friends say? Who were they meeting? Two people are sitting in a car. Most likely, they're waiting to meet someone. Something was going on. Somehow that went sideways. Um, what did the friends say? You know, I, I don't. Again, the media, everyone's going to do their own thing. And I'm very glad, by the way, Channel 12 later today, they're doing a segment, What Happened to Charlotte Lester? So she uh, was last seen Monday night, May 16th. So it's let's do the math. June 1, July, August, September. This is going to be coming up on five months. Charlotte's been missing for four months. Now, anything that is done to continue to keep a focus and attention on that case, I think is a positive thing. I will tell you that I will I would be extremely surprised if there's any new information there. And I'm not knocking the Channel 12 piece. I haven't seen it. If they're going to do a piece on it and keep the story alive and keep focus on it, I think it's a positive. That's my impression of it. But I'm telling you, I have people ask me, I wish I had some new information to give you. I don't. I don't have any new information on that right now. It, it lies with the Warwick police. I'm also going to be interested to see if the Warwick police go on camera and touch on the case. So that is coming up. Um, I'm not sure. Sometime this afternoon on Channel 12. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, it's brought to Propane Plus for all your propane needs. Call Propane Plus today, 401-885-4209 for Propane Plus heating and cooling. A lot of builders are now saying, you know what, we're going to put propane in this home. 401-885-4209. And they have a very usable, user-friendly website. It's propaneplus.com. Heating and cooling for all your propane needs. Call Propane Plus today. 401-885-4209. It's 12.59. We have another full hour to go. Next hour is radio only. Folks, you can listen, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. I will be doing Facebook Live later. Uh, You can listen at the website, topetro.com. We'll be back on the other side after the 1 o'clock news.